This is the Sermon Podcast for Christ Lutheran Church in Duncannon, Pennsylvania. You can find us online at clcduncannon.org. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 20th chapter. Glory to you, o Lord. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. New York Times best-selling author... Robert Fulgham, is probably best known for his book entitled, All I Really Need to Know I Learned in Kindergarten. Fulgham opens his book with a poem that goes like this. Most of what I really need to know about how to live and what to do and how to be, I learned in kindergarten. Wisdom was not at the top of the graduate school mountain, but there in the sand pile at school. These are the things I learned. Share everything. Play fair. Don't hit people. Put things back where you found them. Clean up your own mess. Don't take things that aren't yours. Say sorry when you hurt somebody. Wash your hands before you eat. Flush. Warm cookies and cold milk are good for you. Live a balanced life. Learn some and think some and draw and paint and sing and dance and play and work every day some. Take a nap every afternoon. When you go out into the world, watch out for traffic, hold hands, and stick together. Be aware of wonder. It is not hard for us to understand where Fulgham is coming from. It makes perfect sense, doesn't it? The basic principles of how to be a decent person, 
and how to be in community and relationships with one another really are lessons that we begin to learn at a very young age. And I think we learn that in following these rules that things will generally be okay. We won't get in trouble at school, we won't get into fights with our friends or our parents. And as a result, we get to play in the sandbox and other people have to share with us and everybody gets a turn. These lessons provide a sense of certainty in our lives when we are young on how the world around us works. These lessons are simple enough to follow, at least in theory. Yet we live in a world where we always seem to be in conflict with one another, a world where people find it beneath themselves to say that they are sorry, a world where people leave their messes behind, a world that doesn't share, and a world that doesn't hold hands and stick together, a world that runs on the motivation of uncertainty. But why are these lessons that we learned as early as kindergarten so difficult for us to follow in our daily lives? The answer is obvious and simple. These guidelines for living become more challenging as we age because we have more responsibilities. For example, other people are often involved in the decisions that we make. We become vulnerable to what other people think of us. Relationships become more complicated and complex. And all of a sudden, there are no such things as simple solutions because we realize that the world doesn't actually work the way we thought it did. The issues and conflicts that we deal with are no longer black and white as they were in kindergarten. Relationships are no longer about simply learning how to share your toy or give someone else a turn. The things that we go through in our daily life often sit in those gray places. Places where sometimes the decisions we have to make in certain situations are filled with uncertainty, anxiety, fear, and doubt. What are those places of gray for you right now? Stress in your family at home? Difficulties at work? Problems in school? Living with mental illness? Living with disease? Broken relationships and broken friendships? Grief? Anxiety, the list could go on and on. I think we all have had times where we sit in these gray places with completely valid feelings of uncertainty, unease, and doubt. And while we sit with these feelings, our gospel text this morning gives us a glimpse of how Jesus handled places of uncertainty, since that is where the disciples first find themselves. All the disciples really needed to know about how to live and what to do and how to be, they learned from their time spent with Jesus. Jesus spent three years with his disciples, explaining to them about the death he would die and the promise of the resurrection. He taught them about spreading the good news of God's love and welcoming all people into God's kingdom. And on the night before he was handed over, he washed their feet and taught them one last lesson on how to be in relationship with one another. Yet despite having all of these teachings of Jesus, 
the disciples were still left in a place of uncertainty and fear after the crucifixion. Because within the matter of a week, the disciples' lives were changed. Jesus, their Messiah, whom they gave up everything to follow, was crucified by the Roman government. And they were left sitting behind locked doors out of fear. Many in the community knew that they were the ones following Jesus. And so the disciples are terrified that their lives are now on the line and that they too may be arrested, tried, and hung on a cross. In addition to their fear, the disciples are also reeling from grief over the death of a a beloved friend because they were not there that morning to see the empty tomb. They were left sitting in that gray area of uncertainty. Peace be with you. Jesus is there, alive in the flesh, with the disciples, and all of the things in the world that he might say to them at this one crucial moment in time. The words he chose were, peace be with you. Even though the disciples know their future is still unclear and uncertain, because of the resurrection and Christ's assurance, they now go out to be witnesses of the gospel, knowing that they are surrounded by the peace of Christ and have the Holy Spirit with them. Peace be with you. These are the words we hear Jesus speak to his disciples who are in the midst of uncertainty, And these are the words we hear Jesus speak to us today. Peace be with you. Jesus knows we are going to experience those gray places sometimes. Because life as we know it is more complex than the sandbox in kindergarten. But Jesus reminds us with these few simple words that through his death and resurrection... We are assured that no matter what those times of gray may be in our lives, the peace of Christ will always surround us to carry us through. We feel Christ's peace around us when we take time and pray with one another. We feel Christ's peace when we cling to one another after the death of a loved one. We feel Christ's peace when we find a support group to help us through some of life's challenges. We feel Christ's peace literally fill us when we taste in bread and wine God's presence taking on our feelings of unrest. We know that life becomes more complicated, relationships become more complex, and those lessons we learned in kindergarten aren't as simple to follow as we thought. But in hearing Christ's words, peace be with you, We know that the risen Christ is guiding us, walking with us, and always surrounding us with God's love and peace. Thanks be to God. Amen.